0: Hey everyone, thank you for joining us again this week on our podcast. I want to go ahead and continue where we left off last week in our discussion of illumination. And just just for a quick little recap, last week we talked about seeing light from the Father and that in your light, the psalmist said, that in your light we see light. And that as we grow in our Christian walk, we see things begin to change. And we talked about how the early church initially thought that the gospel was only for the Jews. And yet after a period of time when light came, they saw that the Gentiles could come in and partake and be a part of it. But that was as far as they went. And then a, a little while later after Paul was converted, we saw that even more life came and uh, more light came and that Gentiles didn't have to convert to grace-based Judaism, rather they could become a part of something that was completely separate entirely from the law. And this light is something that is progressive for us as the believers. I firmly believe that, as we grow and as we continue to mature in our faith, that we should constantly be seeing new light and I know that that as I've gone and I've grown in areas that i've gotten I've gotten more light, and that as I've gotten more light, it's caused me to to go and reevaluate why do I believe what I believe. And eventually that's caused some of my beliefs to change because, you know, maybe my beliefs weren't necessarily incorrect, but they were incomplete. You see, in, in my life, I, I grew up as a pastor's son for 17 years. And we, we grew up and we had certain things that we believed and certain things that we were taught. And one of the things that was never... Uh, expressly said, but th- it was kind of the feeling that you got is you had to always be speaking the right words. There, there, there's something in the scripture uh, called the power of confession. And we had this idea that you always had to be speaking the right words. And it was almost as if God was out to get you. If you weren't speaking the right words about a situation, then that would cause something negative to happen in your life. And As I began to grow and began to see the truth of this message, I saw that my confession, that yes, it could cause things to change on the earth, but the most important thing that my confession was doing, that my words were doing, was changing the way that I thought about a situation, that I thought about a circumstance, to line up with what God had already said. You see, it wasn't a performance thing, even though that was how we, as Christians, had gone and taken it and twisted it and interpreted it. It, it was; it had become, uh, it it had become something that we had perverted into performanceism and trying to to measure up and hit the mark. And there, there's a lot of this uh, externalism that's gone and tried to to take over christianity so often we go and we try to measure our lives we try to measure other people's lives by are they making the right confessions are they praying the right prayers are they living their lives in a way that i am convinced that they should live notice how i said that are they living their lives in a way that i'm convinced they should live Not are they living their lives in a manner that they're convinced they should live, because the ultimate measuring stick for their life should be their relationship with the Holy Spirit. I am not responsible for how anybody else chooses to live their lives. I'm not responsible for the performance, the behavior of anybody else. When it comes down to it, I can't even handle my own performance. That's why I have to trust fully in Jesus. Now. As we go and dive into this more, and uh, let, let's go ahead and look at John chapter 16. And this is, this is right before Jesus is ready to go to the cross. He, he's getting ready to leave. And he says here in verse 12, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Notice that. Jesus stops them here. He says, I got a whole lot more to say to you guys, but you are not ready to hear them now. You can't take it. You do not have enough light in your lives at this moment to hear what else I have to say. Jesus is setting it up right here, showing us that our lives progress. Our lives progress. Verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. Notice that the Holy Spirit's job is to guide us into all the truth. If Jesus is saying this to his disciples here, that his job is to guide them, the the people who were with Jesus almost day and night for three and a half years, If if it's the Holy Spirit's job to guide them into all the truth, that must mean they were not seeing all the truth. Do you see that? If his job was to guide them into all the truth, that must mean they're not seeing all the truth while Jesus is, is there on the earth. So the Holy Spirit's responsibility is to hear what the Father says and speak it to us. That's why it's so vital that as you pray and you are communicating with God and you're talking with God, whether it's in English or your own uh, private prayer language, whatever the case may be, it is vital that you do not make this a monologue. So often we run into trouble because we make prayer a monologue rather than a dialogue. It's all me talking, how many words can I get out? What can I say about the situation rather than talking and listening? You, You see, we are supposed to be listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say. And when we listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say, the Bible tells us that he will guide us into all truth. Notice that, he's gonna guide you. So begin to trust the Holy Spirit as a person to lead you, to guide you, and to help you. And and trust that everything that he shows you, he may show you something that you say, well, I've never heard that before. He's not going to bypass Jesus. He's not going to say anything out of line with what Jesus has already said. So we can always, John 1 says that in in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we can go and we can go back to the Word, who is Jesus? And we can use the Bible as our reference point to go and say, does it contradict what's in this book? And if it has, if the Holy Spirit is or, or what you think is the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you and guide you in a way that does contradict what's in this book, you don't need any part of it, because that is not the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he will not speak, the King James says, he will not speak of his own accord. Uh, the New American Standard, he will not speak of his own initiative. He speaks what he hears from the Father. What he hears from the Father, he says to you. And that is how you get illumination. That is how you see when, when you're looking to, to go and say, what do I need to do next? I've got this big decision in life. How am I supposed to go and make a decision? Because there's two options that are good options, and neither one of them would be sin. Both of them are good choices for me to make. Which one do I pick? Holy Spirit, I need some help. Show me what I need to do here because I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out on my own. And the Holy Spirit's going to go, and he's going to guide you, and he's going to show you what the next steps are for you to take. Now, notice we said that the Holy Spirit is going to guide you to what to do. He's going to show you the next steps that you need to take, and it's always going to be in line with the word. And that's why it's so important that we rightly discern the word of God, that it's so important that we look at everything that we see in the scripture under these new covenant glasses, that we see everything under this covenant of grace. Because if we don't look at this in the eyes of grace, what we what we think is light will turn to bondage. Now, now notice this. Paul says in, in Galatians 3, Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the works of the Spirit... By, or receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, verse 3, having begun by the Spirit, are you now perfected in the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So then does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? For even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness." And notice that the Bible says that even Abraham was justified not by following the law, but by his faith. And so many times we go and we try to to not follow the pattern of Abraham. We go and we try to go back to the Mosaic law and, and pull out the justifications therein and say that in order for God to bless us, we must do this. You must do this in order for God to do that for you. But the Bible says even Abraham, our pattern, our father in the faith believed God and what? It was accounted to him for righteousness. It was accounted to him because of his faith, not because of his performance. The only performance that you need to concern yourself with is Jesus' performance. When Jesus performed for you on that cross, taking all your sin, all your sickness, all your punishment in your place, when he bore that for you, you don't need to bear it anymore when he lived a perfect, sinless life in your place, when he went and did all of that for you, the illumination that comes is, I don't need to measure up. I don't have to try to measure up to the law. And that is one of the most truly freeing things. And we're going to go into this more in the coming weeks as we begin to talk more about grace. But that is one of the most truly freeing things for you as a believer Because when you do not have to measure up to the law, you are free to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work in you. Let's go back to John chapter 16. John 16, and notice again here, in verse, let's go to verse 13. When he, the spirit of truth comes, we read this, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Literally we could say he will show you all the truth. Remember the verse that says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free? That freedom is exactly what the Holy Spirit is going to bring you into. His job is to bring you into that freedom to show you how to live your lives, not under the letter of the law, for the letter kills. Paul actually calls the law the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation. Notice that. Uh, We'll have to go into that next week. We don't have enough time right now. But he calls it the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation. Wow. So, if the Holy Spirit's job isn't to lead us and guide us to the law, but to lead us and guide us in all truth, that means that as I follow the Holy Spirit, I don't have to worry about fulfilling the law. Now, now don't, don't jump ahead of me here. Don't, don't go ahead and say, well, just because you don't need to live up to the law, does that mean you can lie and cheat and steal and uh, cheat on your wife and you know all, all these other things? No, of course not. Those things not only violate the law of Moses, but they violate the law of God, which we haven't been freed from. And that's not the law of bondage that Paul, or or the ministry of death, the ministry of condemnation that Paul is talking about. But it's important that we go and we don't, I I don't need to try to love Shelby because the, the Bible commands me to love my wife. If I'm going and I'm doing this out of a place of obligation, how is she able to receive that? but rather when the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me and he's leading me and he's guiding me and he's telling me, you need to sit with your wife. You need to, to stop focusing on ministry things. You need to put the work down. You need to sit on the couch with your wife and just just hang out with her, watch some, watch some Netflix and put your arm around her. That is the Spirit guiding me into all truth because notice the Spirit is showing me how to love my wife in a way that she needs to be loved. The Spirit is, exa- is showing me exactly what I need to do. I'm receiving illumination for my daily life. And as we go and as we begin to walk in that illumination, in that light, as I begin to go and walk in that light and I see that my love for her is not based on a list of do's and don'ts, but rather how can I serve her? How can I be a blessing to her today? And it flows out of that heart of abundance and that heart of joy and that heart of thanksgiving and and the fact that I'm so thankful that God put her in my life. The the illumination begins to flow and shows me how I can serve her better and how I can be a better husband, how I can be a better spouse. And so it's so important for us as we go to, to walk in the light given to us by the Holy Spirit. Don't try to live your life by the law. You cannot live your life, you cannot live this life of the Spirit, Paul told us in Galatians, by following the law of Moses. The only way to live this life is to live by the Spirit. Paul said that this life I now live, I live by the grace of God it's no longer I that live but Christ or his spirit that lives within me this holy spirit goes and he's he's come and he guides he lives inside of us to guide us into all truth to show us what we need to do so as you go and as you pray this week spend time in the word spend time praying spend time listening while you pray stop talking about your problems and let the Holy Spirit give you the answers. I, I heard this story one time of a man, I believe he was in Chicago, and he's, uh, he's on the bed and in this hotel room and he's just crying out to God. There's so much going on in his life and he literally doesn't know what to do next. And he's sitting and just crying out to God, pouring his heart out and just going and, you know, I I, I'm sure you've all been there too, where you're just going and you're pouring your heart out to God for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And you go and finally you have no words left to say. You have nothing left to add to the conversation. And you've you've talked until you have no voice left. And finally, this, this guy had nothing left to say. And in the silence, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, it's about time he shut up. Now I can get a word in edgewise. And I think that he's sitting there waiting for us so often to, to go and literally just shut up for a moment so he can speak to our lives and show us more light. So he can show us more light on what we need to do, how we can find the answers that we need to find for the questions that are coming at us in life. Thank you all so much for joining us again this week. Um, please go ahead and check us out on our website. It's bygraceinternational.com. You can check us out on social media as well, By Grace International on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. All of our social media handles are at bygraceintl. I-N-T-L. Please uh, go to our website, subscribe to our mailing list. And if you feel led, if you've been blessed by this ministry, uh, please consider going and, and partnering with this ministry financially. Because when you go and you partner with us, financially. You are helping us impact churches. You're helping us go and, and reach churches and, and not only deliver this truth, this message of God's grace and his love to churches, but you're actually helping us go and strengthen the local church and helping us empower the local church leaders. And you, our partners, are just as much a part of that as we are. You, our partners, are just as much there when we go to a church as we are. So we want to say thank you so much. If that's on your heart, please feel free to do that. We, we appreciate it. We love you all. We pray for you. Thank you so much. And God bless. We'll see you next week.